Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's get to Andy Harper. There's no debate here. He is the number one man uh, when it comes to football in Australia. Channel 10, Paramount Plus football expert. And he joins us again on a Monday. G'day, Andy. Jules, how are you, mate? I'm very well. Now, right now, the season stopped. MacArthur are playing finals, yet Dwight York is gone, and it seems mainly off the back of a post-match spray in the dressing rooms. Yeah, I, look, I'm not, well, I'm not quite sure if it's as, uh, a singular issue as that. I think it might have been brewing for a while. Who knows? Um, but of course, you know, the news was broken on Saturday night, and then in the, in the following days, everyone's going to be piping into their sources in and around the club and conflicting views are going to come out. I don't, I, it, it seems to be pretty clear that there was a post-match blow-up. Whether this was an isolated thing or it was a pattern, we're not to know. Um, look, I, I've got to say, Jules, I, I'm a big fan of Dwight York. Um, we saw what he did as a player with the A-League, and I was very nervous at Sydney FC at the time about exposing the club to that sort of to that level of uh, financial exposure. Um, but I've, uh, I, on that issue over years, that was in the short term, I even had to eat humble pie because he was just magnificent what he did to contribute to the start of the A League. I've been impressed with the way MacArthur has been operating on the field, give or take. Um, and I think he's, he's, from the outside looking in, he's a great person to have in your competition. Now, he might be a bit more difficult to work with. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember a couple of great lines when in the early days of Sydney FC, um, which, which, you know, for reasons of public consumption, shouldn't be aired here. But um, he's a, he was always, always very focused as a player. There's no question about that. And his reputation in the dressing room as a player was someone who was incredibly professional, despite all the the bunting and trimmings around his reputation about all night. Dwight, when it came to the football. That was the, the sole focus of his existence. It was uh, it, it was really impressive on that front. I can't say whether he took the same attitudes to his coaching. I can only assume that he did. Um, and I've I've quite enjoyed from the outside looking in. But it might be a different story in the belly of a beast, of course. So is this a, potentially a bit of a hasty decision? So it, it appears you know the chairman was in the rooms, uh, the CEO was mm. in the rooms. They they heard the dressing down. Mm. Um, is this a premature decision? Given as you say, he's done some good things. He's a fantastic name for the, and a, you know, he's, he's proven that in the A League before, and they're sitting six on the table. So, is yeah. this a premature decision? Well, again, unless you've got a first-hand source who's prepared to come out uh, and and not be anonymous and say I was sitting there and this is what happened, we're just piecing things together. Um, if it was a one-off, maybe it might have been a bit rash, but in any workplace, again, and I'm not defending the decision. Um, uh, and the activation by the, the chairman of the club. But in any workplace, there are situations which, even if it is a one-off, in the eyes of the leadership, um, can be unacceptable. This might have been one of those cases. Um, uh, you know, there's no question that, that the large chunk of Dwight York's professional career, exalted as it was, was in the four walls run by Sir Alex Ferguson. Mm. That was a pretty unforgiving place. If he's modelled some of his coaching and management techniques around that, then maybe some sparks have flown. I don't know. 
Um, I, I just don't... It, I don't think it's fair to speculate that this was a knee-jerk reaction um, because, you know, there's a lot at stake here. They've got a big name with a big coach in whom they've invested and they've won the cup at first time of asking and they're sitting in a finals position. I, 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 I think... You need to. The decision makers need to be offered a little bit more latitude than they've just flown off the handle um, on this particular matter. But you know, I'm just gonna. I'm going to encourage anyone who's listening who was actually inside the dressing room is prepared to put their name to comment. <laughs> To, to end the speculation one way or another. Well, one of the other things that's been reported from a source, as you said, is he referenced what he sees as a substandard culture right across multiple levels of the game in Australia. Mm, mm. That would be a concern. Well, well it's not a concern. It's, it, it's our battle. It's our battle um, constantly in football to elevate the game and the league to that status. I don't think he's spoken out of turn there. There might have been a bit more emotion around it. But none of us in the game here, as much as we love it, as, as, as good a product as the A-League men and women is on field, and I'll die on my ditch defending it, I think if you, if you want to strip away all the other stuff that affects people's perceptions, you actually want to look at the nuts and bolts of players getting up and down and around the field, um, uh, linking together in tactical formations, threatening goals, defending goals, providing excitement. It's a, they're leagues that stand on their own two feet. A lot of the stuff around the competition needs a lot of work. And there's not anyone in the game who's hiding away from that fact. So when Dwight York comes out and, and, and is alleged to have said that, you know, this is a substandard football culture, but, well, er, duh. You know, we know <laughs> that's, what we're, that's what the hell we're mm. trying to work towards um, with a little bit of help. And Dwight is a big, a potentially a big part of turning that around. Now, what, what I do, I've always felt from the moment that MacArthur announced Dwight was that this actually might end up being a difficult marriage between people in different parts of their life. Now... All the other stuff are going to be hot-button issues. But Dwight York has built his career in the glitz and glamour of the English Premier League. He's built his career at one of the best clubs in the history of world football, Manchester United. Um, that's his professional framework. That's the, that's the portal through which he's experienced and now views football. Very obviously, there's a massive chasm between that yeah. and, and, and the new first steps of an expansion club in the southwest of Sydney. So, you know, you don't have to be have to have been Nostradamus to have been half worried that at some point those tectonic plates might have crunched up against mm. each other. But nothing else that Dwight York has said, if you look at it in context, should be scaring anyone. We know our reality more than anyone else, and that's what we're working to change. But we've got a good, pro we've got very good um, products on the back of which to achieve that. Just what last one on Dwight. This is slightly uh, on a lighter note, um, and it's. I'm sure it's had nothing to do with his decision. But do you find it unusual? Normally when a coach wears a cap to a post-match press conference, it'll have the team on it. He has yeah. a big D-Y on his cap. Uh, What's that about? Are you, are you really worried about that, Jules? No, I, mean, I just thought know, it was a bit odd. No, I don't think it's odd at all. I mean, you know, Roger Federer, I know he's not in that team, but he turns up with his uh, whatever it is. But that's an individual uh, sport, Andy. CR7, Ronaldo does it with his CR7 cap. on. Dwight's an individual. He's a big name. He's, he's looking to get the DY brand out there. You know, good, good luck to him. I, none of that stuff I find a threat. I only find it a help. Um, actually, you know, I, I sort of hope, I really hope that, that, there, that Dwight can find a place in his, in his desire to, to stay involved in the A-League, which is going to require another job coming up somewhere, I'd imagine. 
Uh, that'll be the real test to see whether he's completely dismissive of what happens down here uh, in Australia with the league and, and whether he wants us to shoot through. And it's his prerogative to do either. Yeah, let's hope that is not the case. Talking to Andy Harper, Channel 10 Paramount Plus football expert. Uh, Melbourne victory, Perth glory. Pretty nasty incident there with Chris Economides and Jack Clisby, both shown straight red cards, uh, you know, Economides for kicking out and the reaction from Clisby. What sort of punishment are those two players looking at, do you think? Uh, uh, weeks, weeks. Um, that'd be a two to a three week job, I'd imagine. But uh, because there was no actual damage done, that the, the, the intent was there. And, and, and the gavel, I believe, should fall heavier, heavier on Chris Economides for lashing out. I mean, I mean, that's a really bad look. And I think most people in that situation, without necessarily defending Jack Clisby at all, um, can sort of empathise with the red must miss descending at that point. Um, it was it was a pretty incendiary action from Chris Economides, who was probably thought he'd escape with a boot full of loot, just getting the yellow card until VAR intervened. And I, if there uh, if, if there's to be a discrepancy between the sanctions handed down, I think it I think that should hit uh, Economides harder. I'd agree with that. And uh, so it builds up to Thursday. It's the traditional. Australia Day, Jan 26, a match between uh, Victory and Sydney. Victory 12th, Sydney 10th. That's not normally where these two teams are at when we come along to this traditional game. So, no. gee, the pressure's on. Well, um, not only is it not normally the case, this is the first time ever in the A-League when the Big Blues has had both protagonists in the Blues like this. Um, this is the, the, the match-off on Thursday is featuring two teams at their lowest point at this stage of any season. Which brings its own storyline, I guess. And if, uh, if the Jets had managed to kick on for a win last night, it actually would have been 11th versus 12th. Mm. Which is, it's, just, it's incredible. In some ways, a little bit of a metaphor for the game's current struggles. Um, but that's all cyclical and it's transient. Um, and come Friday, very possibly one of these teams might have moved through the immediate fog with a three-point win. I've got to say, even though victory are last, I'm finding them... Apart from the goals they conceded, it's going to sound stupid what I'm saying, but generally, I'm finding they're a little bit, finding them a bit more of a convincing product than Sydney FC at the moment. They look, Sydney look really lacklustre on the weekend, and 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 away from home, Melbourne Victory were were in it until individuals came up with some pretty ordinary moments, and and Perth threw Adam Taggart got the winner. It's great for Perth and Taggart, the returning soccer to get those two goals. That. But I, I, I've said this to you in the last few weeks, and I'm maintaining it, although um, I'm going to have to change tune if the team doesn't turn around soon. But I honestly don't think victory are really that far away. But it's a real test of their inner belief at the moment if they can get through this. What about what about Steve Corica? How much pressure's on Steve right now? And Yeah. Um, well, everyone's looking for something to talk about. <laughs> and Sydney's stuttering season and Dwight York's availability has given them plenty of reason to get excited uh, on the forums, etc. Um, but there seems to be there seems to be a, a group a, a group think that is ushering in the end of Steve Corica. Um, now he's won trophies with a good team, of course. Um, multiple trophies. The first time of asking. They had a bad season last season, which is putting. Than the here and now into a sharper focus, um, but it's it's almost like people have never really thought um, that he was up to the job, and they're just waiting now. Just the fans running out. It's just a matter of time. Look, 
that sense, I guess it's a matter of time for any coach. Their first day in the job is a day closer to them getting sacked. But but there's a, there's this, there's a there's a there's a feeding frenzy around the potential of Steve Corica being shown the door. Now that obviously you know might happen sooner rather than later. Um, but again, I think look if I'm running that club, I don't see a need at this point to expose the team to the turmoil unless it's completely broken inside and. and the club can only work that out. Um, I don't think there's a need to pull the trap door just yet, but that's not stopping people <laughs> from assuming that Dwight's available, therefore Corica goes. It could well happen, but I, to be honest, I believe it when I say it. Yeah, that's interesting now that Dwight is available, no doubt about that. Uh, English Premier League, Andy, it was like the old days of Ferguson, Wenger, Vieira, uh, Keane. It was Arsenal, Manchester United, right up the top end of the table, and uh, the game certainly didn't disappoint this morning. And Arsenal, if they needed to keep proving it, uh, are showing they're the real deal. I mean, I, I don't know quite... You know, they're never, they're, you're never over the hump in the Premier League or any competition until you're actually lifting the trophy, let's face it. But when I mean, they've maintained uh, a good distance between them and the chasing pack, led by none other than Manchester City, um, and I guess to continue the Steve Corrigan sort of analogy, we're just waiting for Arteta to bugger things up. Um, but in what was a mighty clash against a resurgent Manchester United, um, Arsenal again proved themselves. Uh, and most importantly, I guess, if they need to, prove themselves to themselves because that's the only thing that's going to stop them from here self-doubt. Two-horse race now, do you think? United's now 11 points behind Arsenal and Arsenal have a game in hand? Is yeah, I, I think it's too difficult. Look, Manchester United put themselves in this position because they went on a on a winning streak, and you, you can never discount teams doing that. But it, it would seem that, that, that the gap, uh, whilst Man United need to be stringing wins together, they're going to be needing the top two to be stringing losses together. It, it's just, the calculus just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be a great two-horse race between Arsenal and City. Arsenal five points clear with a game in hand. We're just over the halfway point of the season. Andy, where do we find you today? Sometimes it's in the car. Last week it was in the surf. Where are you today? Uh, well, I'm going, to, I'm going to blow my local cover, but I am co-side again. At Foster, I'm sitting at the Beach Bums Cafe looking at Foster Main Beach, and I'm enjoying a, a, a coffee and a catch-up with uh, Matilda's great Heather Garriott. We're having a lovely time. Oh. Actually, it, was, it, was, it was going fantastic till you called, George, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, are the, what, are the, what are the poor people doing, Andy? Every, you're in these beautiful locations every time we speak to you. Well, I just told you, I'm drinking coffee with Heather Gary. That's what the poor people Oh, are. there's no need to be dropping names, Andy. <laughs> okay? Uh, hey, as always, mate, great to chat. We'll do it again soon. Sure. A pleasure, mate. See you, mate. Andy Harper from Channel 10 and Paramount Plus uh, Football Expert. Uh, let's get a break away. Got